Hello everyone and welcome to the series Be a Better Leader. This is season five. This year we're talking about setting and executing your 2023 goals. Well, we're getting into 2023, so we thought we'd check back in with Chris McChesney and see what we could uh, learn about the transition from setting goals to starting to make progress in those goals. So I've got Chris McChesney with me, global practice leader. He's the lead author of the book and has been running the practice for 20 years. Uh, I'm Scott Thiel. I'm the national practice leader for the Fortis Steams. Chris, great to see you again. Thanks, Scott. You too, buddy. So there was a wonderful metaphor that we were discussing a while back where people get really excited about goal setting in December. Um, New Year's resolutions are just coming hot and heavy. And then we start to look around at the gym and the lines are getting shorter and shorter <laughs> into January. So when you think it's about it out, I know I got the uh, I got the bench press today. Right. I wasn't all, all month long. I haven't had it. You finally get, get yeah, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Treadmill was wide open, too. So I just want you to take the analogy of uh, great uh, expectations in December, and they start to wane early in, in January. So how does that apply to the work you've been doing in execution? Scott, I don't know if there's a better question for our practice. I mean, if you think about the 20 years, I mean, this, is a, this has a very specific seasonal flavor to it because the New Year res resolution thing, it's such a good example of how human beings deal with these type of and struggle with these type of goals. But the, the whole notion in general over 20 years around, hey, we're not suffering from a lack of good ideas around here. Like how many times is it every other client that says that, those exact words? I think um, it's really close. It's, it's close. It might be north of 50%, right? So, you know, this has always been sort of our area of focus, This th what we're on right now. But I really like um, the, the book that came out a couple years back, um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he really made something that I think we've been on the same page. He made it very specific. He said, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And Clear really doubled down on the idea that if you're really hoping that your willpower is going to be the catalyst for creating a new habit or for staying on that objective, it, 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 the, the, <laughs> the research isn't with, you, isn't with you on this. And I think that really sort of crystallized what we have always, I mean, that's what the four disciplines of execution are, is a system that you you build around these objectives. So, Adam, when you said that, that's, I don't know if your brain goes someplace different, but that's where my brain went. No, I, I think that's very well said. And the love, um, you know, the book, Atomic Habits, and, and okay, really you're talking yeah. about that system. So when you think about the system that you've put in place, how would you describe um, the system that helps people execute? You know, people's work varies so much from organization if you're in high tech or you're in manufacturing. And one of the things, and I think we have Dr. Covey to thank for this. One of the things that we held to very early on was that practices are nice and principles are gold. And so if you, if you peel back the four disciplines of execution, there are four universal principles that, that we've never varied from. And they've, once we got them, we held to them. And it's the, the first is focus. 
right? You can't, you're not going to adopt new habits. You're not going to win, uh, you know, or achieve a specific breakthrough if you're attacking multiple fronts at once. It's just not, it's, it's not within natural human capabilities to do so. Focus. Leverage is the second principle. And this to me is all about, is it a winnable game? And it's not only about whether the objective is winnable, but I've got to see my progress along the way. That's why I think the lead measure work was so critical. So, so you can sort of do this in your own mind right now, right? Do, have we narrowed the focus or have I narrowed the focus? Have we or have I, can we, can I see specific milestones? Can I see progress on a weekly basis? Let's just say it just like that, right? The third, our third principle around engagement had to do with the ability to see it. Is there some visual representation of this thing? Back to Clear, Clear said 12, I'll see if I can get this right, 12 million receptors in the brain for getting information in and that 11 million of those were dedicated to sight. We're very visual creatures. And then the fourth and maybe the strongest of all of them wasn't just accountability, but it's a cadence of accountability. Like, is there a locked meeting at a specific time every single week where we are holding ourselves accountable and we are making commitments to put energy? And, and what we've always said, Scott, that, I mean, and I know in, in, in the two prior episodes, we talked about the urgency trap and the, and the um, ambiguity trap or, or right at urgency being you're competing with so much stuff from the outside, ambiguity and uncertainty being the, the new goal, we don't always know what the next step is. And sometimes we're sort of like deer in headlights, right? But in both cases, that system um, really get, keeps the traction going. Sorry, that was such a long answer, Scott. No, it's, it was Ooh, a great yeah, answer. That. Yeah, really important. Uh, the whole system, and I love this, this concept of we experimented for a while and then the principles showed themselves. So it's not like the principles were self-evident. We just sat in a room and said, what are the four things that make execution work? And they came up. But Dr. Covey, and, I, and I've said this a lot too, is I think that's the most poignant part of his legacy is the pursuit of principles. And I know your commitment to that and, and finding that focus, leverage, engagement, and accountability are the core principles. I think it might be interesting. Um, I know for you specifically, uh, the challenge of focus is something that goes bone deep. Uh, you, you might want to explain just a little bit of oh, how in the midst of this. He's only saying that because I worked for him early <laughs> on. Like He was my second boss at Franklin Covey. Uh, um, no, that's not an invitation to tell your stories, by the way, Scott. That's not where I'm, that's not where I'm going right now. I'll, I'll, I'll say, I will say this, though. Um, after the book... Um, hit the bestseller list. The, the, the Dallas Morning News did an interview and they, they had a front page article in the Dallas Morning News and the headline, they were, very they were very proud of themselves for this. The headline read, Riddle and Kid Helps Organizations Focus. They were they just delighted with themselves for that headline. I don't know if that was the writer or the editor that did that. My hat's off to him. <laughs> I, I, you know, I knew, I knew, I bit my tongue as I said that I was, I, I had a legit issue with hyperactivity and attention deficit that that was gonna show up. So, but, but no, I think you're actually asking a good question because I am, I am not built for discipline. And there, you know, some members of our team are really better at this than, than I am. And, and 
I, I think you're you you you're more like me. I think a little bit too. You you love the new idea. You love the shiny new thing. You know, and together we're particularly bad at that. So, but my point, you know, the reason I'm talking about this now, and I'm glad you brought up Scott, is that uh, I need you know, even though we we've we've done all this work, I still recognize in myself that my own intuition, my own instincts, are not always my best friend. And, and these principles and, and, and just a little bit of discipline goes a long way, right? These are not the four good ideas of execution. They're the four disciplines of execution. And if I could just enough discipline to get that narrowed focus and can we just track that lead measure and let's get the scoreboard where we can see it and we're going to hold that meeting. It's not a ton of discipline, but it can have an enormous impact. Yeah. And often you've made this comment. And I really, it, it rings so true with me is, the four disciplines don't give you discipline. They require discipline. And as you said, it's not this enormous uh, amount. It's a little bit consistently. And I think that's a, a really big point about that. And Scott, as you were mentioning about the early days and how these principles manifested themselves, I'm still amazed. I'll still, people talk about that leader in their lives or that mentor or someone they knew that was particularly good at execution. And they would probably use different words but these principles are evident. We did not invent this stuff. You will see, you look at, I'll just tell you right now, like we'll test it. If you know somebody that's really good at execution, you're gonna see focus. You're gonna see a propensity to pick winnable battles. You're gonna see they're, they're, they're using visuals, they're tracking, and they are deliberate about accountability. It's yeah, just not, I, it's not, it's out there. It's just not common, but it is out there. Yeah, I, oftentimes people will resonate and say, oh, I had a good leader. Oh, this looks very familiar. And it's because they've connected to the principles. And I think you just talked about the difference with the clear quote that the system is the thing. The, the last question I'd like to ask you is if you think about that system and you think about people at the front line and you think about mm. their leaders. So leaders of leaders, which was really a big part of the second version of the book. Right, right. The principles apply there. Just take us through that process for leaders of leaders. Okay, I would say, let's start with leaders of teams. I think if you, if you just step back, if, you, if you've listened to the whole series, um, or, or if you've just listened to a few, either way, I think you can take everything that we do and put it sort of into one phrase. And the phrase is a high stakes winnable game. Like, so if I'm a leader of a team, in addition to whatever it is we have to do, that's our day job, that's job one. And that is job one, right? The, like the Hippocratic Oath, first do no damage, right? That's job one. In addition to that job one, is there a high stakes winnable game, right? That breakthrough, like is there, is there something that we can apply that methodology to? And, and that to me is how this shows up. So if I'm a leader of a team, that's what I'm thinking. Like in addition to just staying alive and keeping our nose above water and keeping the holes plugged and everything else, I need so that my team doesn't feel like they're always playing defense. I need them to have something they can win at, something they can achieve. And if I can line that up, and keep that vibe, if I can line that up with a, with a strategic priority, we're in good shape. So then if we go up a level, Scott, and I think this is kind of right, the difference between that level, and then once you move above that, now you have leaders of leaders. And it took us some time, I, I would say, I don't think we had this distinction in 2012 when we wrote the first book, but it's a different game. 
And now that the if you're a leader of leaders, it's really about enabling the leaders that work for you to be able to do that. And, and it's a different type of work. I mean, there may be aspects of that winnable game that you can provide for them as well. But I think the first priority is helping them recognize what they can do for their teams and empowering them. How would you, let me go back to you on that, Scott. You may have been thinking something when you asked me this question. I think it's- Is that a, is that a good answer or would you a, have something else there? No, it's a great answer. I think it's important. And this is for me was the big aha is that the same principles, focus, leverage, engagement, yeah, that's accountability. Right apply at that leaders of leader level, but it applies a little bit different. Right. And I think people that read the first book and with our help and trying to work through this, they were trying to apply the leader of teams process too broadly and too high. A lot. So yeah. I, I think that that difference is, is a big deal. Um, and I know, it, again, we could talk so much longer about these things, but I think they, they'd like to keep us to a shorter amount of time. So let me just say, Chris, thanks so much for taking some time and sharing that with us. Um, if I could give a, a quick synopsis of some of the things, and please feel free to add. Yeah. The power of a system is something that you're going to need to overcome the gym drop-off in January. You're going to need a system. Um, the principles that are at the heart of this are universal, and we build our process around those. And that the fact that this applies differently to leaders of teams and leaders of leaders. What else would you want to make sure that our, our folks walk away with? Really being okay, putting disproportionate energy around one thing. I think when, if you can't, if you can't do that, everything gets so much harder. If you do that, even if you get the other things wrong, you're going to reap some benefit. We just are every day. We're just taught over and over again, the, the, the discipline to put disproportionate energy against a, a critical breakthrough. And there's more on this on our website. Um, if you go to franklincovey.com, um, there's, there's a variety of tools, particularly in the under the execution banner uh, on this methodology. There's a lot more videos and resources there as well if you want to go deeper. Perfect. Thank you so much, Chris. Always a pleasure. I look forward right to our next Likewise. chance. Take care. Thanks, everyone.